and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at DeAndre Hopkins and his Arizona Cardinals wide receivers. If you didn't catch the news, I'm recording this on uh, Monday, July 12th. DeAndre Hopkins got named the single toughest cover in the opinion of one Jalen Ramsey. So, hey, you know, seems like a pretty good guy to ask who the best wide receivers in the league are. Obviously, you know, I think it's somewhat bias because, uh, you know, Nuke certainly got the better of Ramsey in those classic, uh, you know, twice a year Jaguars Texans matchups. And now we're getting them twice a year again with uh, LA and the Cardinals. Uh, I, I do think, you know, obviously though Hopkins is anyone's idea of a top five receiver and really has been since he entered the NFL. So going to focus mostly on Hopkins here. We'll touch on Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, and a bunch of these other guys as well. But Sticking with Hopkins, it's just I'm just so thankful that he has gotten to catch passes from Deshaun Watson and uh, Kyler Murray over the past few years. Because you know, if you're a new football fan, you didn't get a chance to catch the first half of Hopkins' career. I mean, the entire story, and it's why Ramsey gave him the nod as number one guy, was the fact that he's done what he's done catching passes from what seems like 20 different mediocre as hell quarterbacks. So you know. Got to give them a little bit of credit. But with that said, people, here's the list of guys that Hopkins had during the first four seasons of his career. Matt Schaub, Case Keenum, TJ Yates, Ryan Fitzpatrick, best one in the group, Ryan Mallett, Tom Savage, Brian Hoyer, Brandon Whedon, and of course, Brock Osweiler. And that's going to be a sheesh for me, ladies and gentlemen. But basically, throughout all this, Hopkins has persevered as a top five receiver in the league. Real life fantasy, whatever you want to look at. Overall, we've had 208 wide receivers with at least 100 targets since Hopkins entered the league in 2013. Hopkins is fourth in PFF receiving grade, first in catches, second in receiving yards, fourth in receiving touchdowns, 17th in yards per out run at 2.06. I mean, to have the volume that he has, that's still an incredible number tied for 26 in percentage of catchable balls caught tied for six in drop rate. I mean, this dude has hands that, you know, would make just about anybody jealous. So last year somehow only dropped one, dropped one pass on 154 targets. Absolute madness for me. And really it's just like tough to find a weak point in Hopkins game. I forget, you know, I won't trash the reporter. I don't, I don't remember their name, but someone wrote an article about Hopkins like three or four years ago. And it was kind of, I think they tried to say like, he's not this like exceptional athlete. Like he just kind of wins because he's smart. And Hopkins said it was like the worst article he's ever read on anything. So I think the big thing to know about DeAndre Hopkins is he does everything so freaking special. I think that's the commonality you see with these best receivers in the league. You know, your Julio Jones, your Tyreek Hill, your Tyreek Hills, your Devonte Adams. I mean, these guys can do everything. In Hopkins' case, the route running chops, you know, are borderline erotic. We see this dude, you know, whenever you get the ISO cam, he's is very likely to just deke your freaking corner. The one clip I, you know, try to post a couple times a year, if I can, uh, was against the Titans a few years ago where he literally walks off the line of scrimmage and then, you know, just quickly beats his guy and, you know, picks up 20 quick ones up the middle. But, like, the amount of just diverse releases he has and, you know, things he can do with his feet and then down and breaks, you know, any short list uh, of you know the best route runners in the league that doesn't include Hopkins certifiably wrong last year he got used more in the lower average target depth areas of the field and we actually saw him emerge more after the catch career high 22 force missed tackles last year certainly you know an aspect of uh, you know Cliff Kingsbury's horizontal raid offense he's got going on there but you know he's good with the ball in his hands and let's say 
you know, he doesn't get a screen. He gets guarded. Someone's pretty close to him. I mean, who is better at the contested catch point? You know, I know Kenny Galladay gets a lot of love. Uh, should put Auden Tate in that conversation. Maybe not this year in the future. Just, just kidding, everyone. If you can't see my face, I'm, I'm laughing at myself here. Hopkins has a case to be the single best contested catch artist in the league. Overall, he is PFF's third highest grade receiver on contested targets since 2017. Last year, he tied Allen Robinson for the league lead in contested catches and single coverage. So, A-Rob, Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Hopkins, I would say those are your big three contested catch artists in the league right now. But yeah, again, like Hopkins is just like top three and everything you want to do, uh, you know, everything you want to look at in terms of what a wide receiver, what you want a number one wide receiver to do. And it makes sense because that's exactly what he's been since entering the league. You know, I don't need to tell you guys how good DeAndre Hopkins is. I know I have spent five minutes doing just that, but we, we all agree at this point, Hopkins, top five, real life, top five fantasy receiver. Great. Let's move on to the rest of the crew. And it starts with AJ Green. And it does not, that's not me saying this, people. I wish it didn't start with AJ Green. According to Cliff Kingsbury, I think the number two receiver is actually AJ Green. Here's a quote about AJ Green after the Cardinals got Rondale Moore. I thought we were going to have great competition before this pick, Kingsbury said of the receiver room. You got DeAndre, you got AJ. Then you got some younger guys that are all kind of battling it out. This guy more jumps right into the middle of it in that group. The good thing is we believe all of them can play and start and contribute at a high level. Competition only makes that room much better. He literally said you have DeAndre and then AJ Green and then everyone else. What were you watching last year, Cliff? Probably not freaking Bengals games. Like, I guess not. My goodness. Maybe I'm wrong, but guys, A.J. Green. A.J. Green is turning 33 here on July 31st. Like, it was horrendous last year. He averaged 1.02 yards per out run. He was PFF's second lowest graded wide receiver among 32 guys with at least 100 targets. Every single Bengals receiver put up better efficiency stats than A.J. Green in the same freaking offense. So, hey, extra year move from the end injury you know maybe it gets better but i don't know people we can talk about the young catchable ball race from burrow downfield but every time you talk about that you also got to point out on those you know I think the stat was only four of A.J. Green's 24 downfield targets were considered catchable last year. Only on one of those targets was A.J. Green considered open or wide open. I think that was that week one blown coverage against the Chargers, if my memory serves me correctly. So Green was just horrendous last year. I'm not saying he can't get better, but, you know, the examples of wide receivers coming off injuries where they haven't looked the same, getting back to how they were previously. History is not all that rich, everybody, but apparently Cliff is going to try and treat him as the number two. Obviously, uh, old man Larry Fitz is out of town, and that leaves us with three guys to potentially steal this uh, you know, third wide receiver spot. Now, I understand the Cardinals run a ton of four wide receiver formations. Just realize it's a ton relative to the rest of the NFL. Kyler dropped back with at least four receivers on the field, a league high 174 times, that still constituted just 27% of his total dropbacks. And if we had, you know, a situation where maybe Christian Kirk or Rondale emerges as like the legit number three and they have a full-time snap rate, great. Then maybe we can get behind them. I'm just concerned that we have Green on one side, Hopkins on the other, and the other two slot spots become a three-way committee between Rondale, Andy Isabella, and Christian Kirk. Like, I'm just not sure which one of these guys is going to miss out. My gun to my, you know, gun to my head, I want to bet on Rondale more. I think my favorite draft comp of the entire offseason was from PFF's own Austin Gale. Comp Ron 
Rondale Moore to Julio Jones stuck in Cole Beasley's body. I mean, you know, if I, I've told you all, you know, I'm a, a Columbus, Ohio lifer. I love my Ohio state Buckeyes. What this, you know, pint sized speedster did to those Buckeyes in 2018, Sean Wade in particular, absolutely devastating. I still have barely recovered from it. I just don't know if they're going to use him right. Yeah. You would hope that when you draft the receiver in the second round, you're going to feed him the ball. Kingsbury has talked about, you know, just getting the ball in this guy's hands, jet sweeps, design touches, but we have another second round wide receiver in the same offense, getting 48 targets in 28 career games. I'm talking about Andy Isabella, you know, excuse me for worrying if cliff is going to really use Rondale to the best of his abilities. I'm, Again, compared to Kirk, compared to uh, Isabella, I'm fine taking the chance on Rondale because we did see like basically the second best receiver in this offense last year, in my opinion, was almost Chase Edmonds. And a lot of that was more well-designed screens, close to the line of scrimmage. If Moore can get that, you know, sort of uh, target share and a lot of it, I think he could be just fine. Because again, he's explosive as hell with the ball in his hands. And he's more than just this, uh, you know, gadget guy too. I'm not trying to put him into that box. I just think that's how they're probably going to use him more. So hopefully, Rondale is just a clear-cut starting number three receiver. It's going to be problematic if we see him, Kirk, and uh, Isabella switching it around. With Isabella and Kirk, at this point, I just can't get behind it. I mean, the allure of him last year was a potentially wide-open situation, but as we saw, they couldn't do it as the number three, number four, and now, while we lost Larry Fitz, apparently A.J. Green is going to be right back there taking all those targets away. So, yeah, they'll be out of the slot more. I think that helps Kirk, but, you know, he's made good things happen on the outside, too, and I know the Cardinals don't move their receivers around as much as other uh, teams uh, in the formation. I mean, the fact DeAndre Hopkins just plays so many of his snaps uh, as the, you know, just outside left receiver i think a bit of a disservice uh to what they could be doing there uh just saying that you know there's probably not going to be enough overall targets to go around to enable a second fancy relevant guy in this offense and that does take us right to the ranks deandre hopkins is my wide receiver four only guys i would take ahead of him tyree kill Devontae adams and stefan diggs wouldn't blame anyone for even, you know, putting a wide receiver one. This is one of the only situations in the league. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the only wide receivers that we know is an elite talent and that we know has an elite workload. So the number of wide receivers that we can confidently project to have, you know, 150 target pace is about, you know, five, six, maybe at the most. He's one of them. And again, nobody is debating just how special he can be uh, in every facet of being a wide receiver. I mean, the catch against the Bills on the Hail Mary, arguably the play of the year, but he was just going off, you know, week in and week out, seemingly in this offense. Had a couple, you know, had one game with only two catches against the Cowboys and didn't need him a ton. Miami game, only had three catches. Otherwise, until week 17, I mean, he caught at least five passes in every single game and only scored six receiving touchdowns. So we could see this, you know, positive regression in this touchdown department, more of the same, you know, receptions and yards. Hopkins is only 29 still. I mean, he just turned that back in June. So I saw nothing last year to, you know, lead us to believe that we're about to see Hopkins like fall off a cliff athletically or anything like that. I think he still has a long time to be one of the best wide receivers in the league. It's always been since he's entered the league. Don't expect that to change anytime soon. Again, just not not believing in AJ Green enough to spend anything more than like a last round pick on him. And even then, I haven't been doing that so far. I just think Kirk Moore and Isabella are probably going to cancel each other out more than anything. Again, I'm fine taking the chance on Rondale Moore because we could see him featured almost to like in a Darren Sproul type route tree way. He wouldn't be the only guy that does this. I mean, Debo Samuel with the 49ers, most of his routes are more uh, reminiscent of a running back than wide receiver. So it's nothing, you know, against Rondale as a talent. I think he could do a lot more but that's basically what we're hoping for for him in terms of uh trying to figure out the number two receiver so hopkins again 
top five, not five uh, in the rankings. Rondale, someone I'm comfortable trying to get at the end of drafts. So thank you as always, everybody for listening to PFF fantasy football podcast. We have some great news for you. It's not fantasy football season is here and we are now offering 40% off any PFF subscription to all the first time subscribers of promo code save 40, get access to PFF's fantasy football draft guide, complete with our player rankings and projections, college football preview magazine, first edition of the 2022 NFL draft guide, all PFF's large article content. Again, it's promo code save 40 for 40% off of any PFF subscription, get access to all the PFF's fantasy tools for five 99. Gotta love it. Thank you. As always for tuning in. I mean, hard. It's we got new episodes coming out every single day. I've wanted to start to push forward a little bit more and get some analysts back in. It might take me another week. People, my apologies. I am moving to uh, Cincinnati this week though. Company man getting closer to PFF. I was able to work some stuff out with them and please to inform everyone. I will be with PFF here for the foreseeable future, at least the next three years or so. So happy to get that locked down. We'll be coming back here episodes every single day throughout the offseason right into the year trying to win you all those fantasy football championships so hope you enjoyed the show and until next time take care everybody 